You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A good Friday show for you. I've got some Golden Bachelor news for you. How about that? Nothing major, but just an update on things. Michael goes on She's All Batch podcast. Michael, I've been calling him a Leo. I think everybody has since the beginning of time, since he showed up on Katie's season. Find out his last name is pronounced Alio. He went on She's All Batch, had some things to say in regards to and in response to what Sierra said on their podcast last week. We'll go over that. We have a pregnancy in Bachelor Nation. Wanted to touch on, once again, Paul from last night on Temptation Island, something I didn't even cover yesterday. That's probably the biggest issue I have with what he's doing. And also, Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour is, I swear to God, never-ending. More dates announced for 2024, and some of them are in the U.S. Crazy. We'll get to that momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by Earth Echo Foods and their healthy, feel-good superfood product called Cacao Bliss. You like eating chocolate, right? We all do. How can you not? However, sometimes chocolate can be a little fatty. How would you like having guilt-free chocolate? It's going to help reduce your cravings, facilitate weight loss, boost your energy, and help combat inflammation with one simple drink. You put one scoop into a glass of water, into a glass of milk, into a shake, put it into your baked goods. Doesn't matter. It works for all of them. Shop.EarthEchoFoods.com slash RealitySteve. Use promo code RealitySteve for 15% off. That's shop.earthechofoods.com slash realitysteve, promo code realitysteve. They get you 15% off everything at Earth Echo Foods. If you don't remember that website address, it's okay. Go to the show description wherever you listen to your podcast. Click on Earth Echo Foods. It'll bring you right to the landing page for Cacao Bliss. Purchase it there. Purchase anything you want. And at checkout, use that promo code realitysteve for 15% off your order. All right, let's get started. And I have not talked about this. And I was way off on the start time. I thought right around the time that Gary was announced as the Golden Bachelor that they were starting filming. No. Filming didn't start until last night. So they have officially started filming for the Golden Bachelor at the mansion. I do know that there are some dates coming up that the public can attend. So you'll probably see some stuff coming out August 8th and August 12th are dates that people can attend. The August 12th date is going to be at the Westlake Athletic Club, seemingly a tennis, either a one-on-one date or a group date, but it's going to revolve around tennis, I think. So I'm sure I'll hear something from there. Uh, maybe I'll hear something from the August 8th group date, but uh, I know that they are sending out, you know, if you're on their email list to attend group dates during Bachelor and Bachelorette season, they're sending them out for Golden Bachelor as well. So group dates or public dates on August 8th and 12th, but I do know the limo entrances were last night, so the season has officially begun. Certainly looks like they're not doing it the way they do Bachelor and Bachelorette in terms of the cast because usually two or three days before the first night and limo entrances is when they release the potential men and women that are going to be on the upcoming season, and then they usually cut two or three of them. Um, with filming starting last night, we haven't gotten anything in regards to who are the women that are going to be on this season, but maybe they'll do it after you know, the show starts. I'm sure they all got their pictures taken over the last couple of days while they were in the hotel, but can tell you it has started, 
and it started last night. Maybe some stuff will start leaking out. Maybe not. It's not a show that I'm dying to find out stuff, and I'm going to go searching. If somebody tells me something, by all means, I'm going to report it. But this is not something I'm going searching for. Um, I just, you know, if I find out the winner, I'll tell you who the winner is. But it's not something I'm really overly concerning myself with in regards to spoilers. Yesterday, the She's All Batch podcast had Michael Alio on their podcast Thank you for having him on. She's all batch because just for the sole reason I now know how to pronounce his last name. I think all of us, for whatever reason, have always just pronounced it Alio. Uh, it's Alio. He made that clear. And he said everyone's been pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> so um, Michael came on in response to what Sierra said on the She's All Batch podcast last week, where she kind of ran down everything that Michael had said to her, said they had been talking since January, said that he had also been talking to Hunter and Jasenia um, and Danielle. Look, there's so much back and forth here. Um, and, you know, Sierra said she had stuff on her phone. She had the text messages. She had the voice messages, but they were never shared. So not saying she's not li- uh, she's lying, but we never heard them. So we don't know what Michael was saying to her. You know, if Michael is just talking to her and they're having this platonic friendship, hey, you're going to be down there, hey, I think that's – there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. The issue I would have and the issue that Sierra seemed to have was it. she seemed to be under the impression that Michael was leading her on and that Michael was only into her. And if he was – you know, if he was very, very into her pre-show and then he got down there and changed his mind, I mean, that's just – that just sucks. Um, but Michael told a totally different story yesterday. So again, this is going to be a, he said, she said until somebody produces something. Now, Michael did produce a couple things yesterday on the podcast. Number one, he said, look, I was never talking to Jasenia in a romantic way whatsoever. You can read my text messages and he held his text messages up in the video. Um, so I guess we have to take his word that there was nothing romantic going on there. And then he said, when Sierra accused me of also talking to Hunter, before the show started, he goes, here's my text message conversation with Hunter. And he says the very first text message on there was from July 5th, meaning filming had already ended. The first time Hunter, he ever spoke with Hunter, number one, she reached out to him and asked him how things went. And it was on July 5th of last year. Okay, well, then what Sierra said seemingly was misleading because Sierra made it seem that Michael was talking and setting up all these girls before he went on the show. Michael is saying, no, I never even spoke to Hunter until after the show filmed, and she was the one who reached out to me. So that's a big, somebody's wrong. Somebody's flat out lying in that situation. So, I mean, you know, like, like this, the other thing about this whole thing is I understand where Michael's coming from. Is just like, look, I haven't addressed this in a year because I thought it would just go away. Sierra has every right to go on a podcast and talk about what she wants. But when Sierra went after Michael's character, as anybody would do, Michael wanted to come out and set the record straight. So you could be like, why is Michael talking about this a year later? He's talking about it because Sierra went on She's All Batches podcast. If Sierra never goes on that podcast and doesn't talk um, and lay out the things that she did on that podcast, then Michael doesn't come on the following week. You know, it's it's one led to the other. But it's tough to know exactly who is 100% telling the truth. And it has to, and you have to go by each situation. 
you know, the Hunter thing seems to have been debunked by Michael. Michael seems to have won that battle. He seems to have won the Jesenia battle. He wasn't setting her up and making sure that she would give him a rose because he said, yes, they started talking in February of last year, but it was all platonic. The one thing where I think is still debatable, and I'm not sure if I believe Michael on this, is Michael did say he was talking to Danielle before he went down to paradise, which we all pretty much assumed that was the case. However, when Stephanie from She's All Batch flat out asked him, did you know she was going down to paradise? Michael said no. And she even followed up with, you mean to tell me that you were talking to Danielle and it was never brought up that at one point, like, hey, I'm going down to paradise. Either are you going, are you not going, or even just to say goodbye to her, I'm not going to be around for a while. My phone's going to be off because I'm going down to paradise. And Michael seemed to say no. She, he didn't know she was going. And he never said that to her, which I find hard to believe that somebody that you're talking to before you go on a show, especially someone from the franchise, I would expect that if he was talking to somebody not from the franchise and just not even bring it up to them. But somebody from the franchise, when he admitted yesterday in the podcast, everybody talks, which is true. He's not lying there. Everybody talks. So he's talking to Danielle before the podcast when he did meet to possibly before paradise, when he did meet with production, he they always ask you, who are you interested in? And he named two people, Sierra and Danielle. So he's talking to Danielle pre-Paradise. He admits that. But then he says, at no point did I ever tell her I was going down there. At no point did I ever ask her if she was going. And when I did leave, I never told her I was leaving to go. I, that is kind of hard to believe. Again, it doesn't make him the worst person in the world. I'm just saying that part of his story is hard to believe. The Hunter's part seems to be legit. The Jesenia part seems to be legit. So we could go back and forth on this all day long. You have to listen to both interviews and kind of just make up your own mind. You know, I was just pointing out the main things and, and what he came on for. And um, th I guess the other main thing that he said was when he told Sierra why he didn't want to continue on with her, he said, I wasn't. 100% honest. He goes, I while what I did tell her was true, I wasn't feeling it with her anymore. There was more to it, but I just didn't want to hurt her feelings on national television. And um, I, the, the main part was that when she bought him that star, remember she bought, she, she purchased a star, obviously production did it for her, but it was probably her idea like, oh, I'd love to get him uh, a star uh, for his wife. Michael said that absolutely was the wrong thing to do. And, I, you know, look, I can't argue with somebody who's a, a widower. I've never been in that position. But he said absolutely when she bought that, she had no idea that that did not do anything for me. If anything, it turned me off. He said you don't buy a star for a widower. That was his take, and that's his life. That's the way he took it. But he didn't want to tell her that because – she had just made this nice gesture toward him, and I think a lot of the audience was like, oh, that's so sweet, and Michael took it completely opposite, and he said that, you don't do that. And he goes, he goes, I don't need to be, and he made a good point. He said, I don't need to be reminded of my wife who's died. I'm well aware. I don't need reminders. I, I know. So I, in that aspect, I get it, but... You know, this is something where I don't know if Sierra's now going to come out and try and, you know, that that's the problem with having both parties on is 
Now does Sierra come back and be like, wait a second. He said Hunter never reached out to him until July 5th. I know for a fact she did, and this is how, you know. And almost like you have to bring Hunter into this, and I, I doubt Hunter wants to get involved in this a year later. So it's it's kind of messy, but if you're interested in it and you want to dissect what both of them said, by all means, go listen to She's All Batch podcast last week with Sierra and then uh, yesterday's podcast uh, with Michael. I think both have points in what they're trying to make. I don't think there's a a blanket black and white, oh, this person is right and this person is flat out 100% right and this person is flat out 100% wrong. I think there's a lot of gray area here. And it's a year later. It's the first time Michael has ever addressed any of this. So be it. The other thing that I think a lot of people are obviously wondering, they asked him flat out, what's your relationship status with Danielle right now? And he gave an answer that pretty much gives you the answer you need to know. Basically, we've wanted to live our life privately, and we're going to keep it that way. To me, that's they're broken up. It's just my opinion. Um, because if you're together with somebody and somebody asks you, I understand that you want to keep it private, but knowing what people have been saying for the last month about them, wouldn't you just say like, yeah, we're together. We might not post a lot, but we're together. You know, it just, I, I think his answer was pretty telling. I don't, like I said, it's, it's not a, it's not a done deal because I don't know any sort of factual evidence, but my opinion is based on the answer he gave when he was asked, are you and Danielle still together? Based on his answer, I don't think they are. But that's just my opinion. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Congratulations goes out to Amanda Stanton and her husband, Michael, is it Fogel or Vogel? I always forget. Anyway, they announced yesterday that she is pregnant, posted an Instagram story, and then celebrated last night by going to the Taylor Swift concert in L.A. So um, I wonder if that was planned. I wonder if it was like we're going to do it this day. You know, I, I'll say this. I don't I don't think Amanda would would care at this point, but I'm good at keeping secrets. It's the reason my business has survived as well as it has and has thrived over the last 14 years of spoilers, because when people tell me stuff, I don't go telling other people. I don't screenshot stuff and tell a group of people. That's not what I do. I don't reveal who tells me stuff. If I just blurted out and revealed my sources, I wouldn't have been able to do what I've done for the last 14 years. I'm very loyal. 
And people even say, like, Steve, when this is all said and done and the show is off the air for five or ten years, would you write a book and reveal all your sources? And my answer is still no. Even though it's well past, I guess, the statute of limitations and it wouldn't even matter, I'm still loyal to the people who told me stuff over the years. There's no reason for me to write a book and out them 5, 10, 15 years down the road. So uh, with that said, um, I appreciate the fact that Amanda told me about her pregnancy two weeks ago. And, you know, I was never going to report. I mean, (laughs) I'd have to be a real asshole to be like, oh, thanks, Amanda, and then run with it the next day. You know, I would never have done that in a million years. But that's what I mean. Like stuff like that. I, I, I feel like I've I've built up enough um, relationships within this franchise that some people do feel comfortable uh, telling me personal information like that, knowing I would never in a million years share something like that, you know, because I want to get a scoop, you know, I, no way. So congratulations uh, to them. I hope they had a great time last night at Taylor Swift. I think she's going again too. I think she's going last night and tonight or last night and tomorrow night. She's going to two of the six L.A. shows. So, lucky her. And we'll get to Taylor uh, <laughs> in a minute. But, again, congratulations to uh, Amanda and Michael. Now, I wanted to talk one thing about last night in regards to Temptation Island. And, you know, I was just I'm visibly bothered by everything I'm seeing with Hall. And, you know, my thoughts on Hall is in that... I totally believe that he knew he was going to break up with Caitlin before they ever went to Hawaii, and it was just an excuse for him to do it. He didn't need to do all of what he's doing and saying all of what he's doing on TV. It's just there's something demented about that. He could have easily done all of that off camera and just never gone to Temptation Island and ended an engagement privately. But this is the way he chose to do it, so he is open to criticism. The thing that I didn't understand was... And he said this a few episodes ago, but Caitlin got to see the clip of it in last night's episode, which is him on the beach with Michaela saying, if I stay with Caitlin right now, like my timeline is we we have to have a kid now. But then he tells Michaela, hey, we're on your timeline. Whenever you want, whatever you want, fine by me. I That makes no sense. Why would he be forcing, if he stayed in a relationship with Caitlyn, why would he have to have a kid now, but the new woman that he's in a relationship with, seemingly, once this thing ends, he's saying, hey, I'm fine with whatever. Whenever you want to have them, I'll have them. It makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, it would only make sense even maybe if Caitlyn was, I don't know, 38, 39, 40 years old, doesn't mean she can't have a kid, but she'd be on more of a timeline. You understand that. She'd be on a much tighter timeline of having children. But Caitlin isn't 38 or 39 or 40. So what is he talking about? If I stay with Caitlin, we would have to have children immediately. But now that I'm with Michaela, hey, fine by me, whatever time you want to have it. What? That doesn't make any sense. So, 
I'm really curious to see what happens between them at the end of this thing. Obviously, there's no way Hall and Caitlin are leaving the island together, and I just want to see how the conversation goes and how bad it is become if he just keeps drilling into Caitlin's head that she was never the one for him and he had no feelings for her and he no emotions whatsoever. And I, I hope he just lays off that. I, I don't know. I, I mean, they have to talk to each other, but it seems like Hall is just going to reiterate what he's been saying to Michaela and the things that Caitlin has been seeing in the bonfire clips of Hall. It's all just sick. And finally, Taylor Swift. <laughs> I mean, is this thing going to end? Because, my gosh, we already knew that after this weekend and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week at SoFi in L.A., she is done with her U.S. tour. And then in two weeks, she starts South America, I believe, starts in Mexico, and she's doing 71 international dates from August of 2023 to August of 2024. But those dates didn't, we have all the dates and we have where the locations are and all that stuff. The international tour takes a year to do and she's doing it and none of those dates had Canada in it. So we knew Canada was coming. Well, yesterday she announced Canada is getting six dates at the end of 2024. November 14th, 15th, 16th, 21st, 22nd, and 23rd in Toronto at the Rogers Center in November of 2024. But then with Canada, she threw on three more U.S. cities that are going to start in October. Three straight weekends in October. She's going to be at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami on October 18th, 19th, and 20th. Next year, not this upcoming year, next year. 25th, 26th, 27th at the Superdome in, Superdome in New Orleans, and the first, second, and third at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. So now, her tour, if this is it, which, God forbid, it probably isn't. It's probably going to add 50 more fucking dates because she never seems to stop on this thing. If this is it, I think this brings it to, what, 3, 6, 9, 12, 15. I think this brings it to almost 150 shows. I think it's... 147 with these 15 shows. And it's not ending in August of 2024. Now it's being extended to November of 2024 with 15 more dates. Well, we know her last international date before yesterday's announcement ended in August of 2024. And then she added these 15 dates starting October 18th. So do we really think that she's going to take mid-August to mid-October off and then just come back with 15 dates and that'll be it? No, my guess is we're going to get more stuff in August and September of 2024, whether it's international or more U.S. cities. Because why would she? I mean, and, and she's been, you know, giving dates and locations just in pieces throughout this whole thing. So I think we're getting more. I think she's going to surpass 150 dates on this tour that's going to take over. Uh, a year and a half. Now it's gonna. Now it's approaching eighteen months. Um, I mean, now it's approaching twenty-one months because it started in March of twenty twenty-two, and right now the last date that we know of is November twenty-third, twenty twenty-four, at the Rogers Center in Toronto. She is amazing, and you bet your ass, 
I went into Ticketmaster and applied for pre-sale for one of those three cities next year in 2024. I'm going to try and get face value tickets and I'll worry about where I'm going to stay afterwards. So, because we know in all these cities that she's performing, the hotel prices are skyrocketing. I mean, that's going to run you for two or three nights. It's going to run you another $1,500 to $3,000 for a hotel room because they know she's coming to town and people are needing to buy hotel rooms and she's selling them out. So, again, 15 more dates. She's up to 146 or 147 now. And my guess is she's going to surpass 150. This is not the last of the dates we're going to get. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Much appreciated. Also, rate and review. Uh, the Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. I hope you all have a great weekend upcoming. Thank you all for listening and supporting the Daily Roundup and the Reality Steve podcast. I really, really do appreciate it. You don't know, you don't know how much it means to me because it keeps me in business, and I really enjoy doing it. I like doing it every single day. It's part of your daily routine. I love hearing stories about how this podcast has become part of your daily routine. It seems a little weird to me, but I've gone over this before. You know how I feel about this. So thank you very much for listening and supporting. And we'll be back at it again uh, next week. So, again, thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you on Monday. See you!